live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it. He caught it. Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. You gotta be kidding me! What a moment! It's the T Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwan. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwan. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. They got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show with Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Eve at the buzzer by Ellis is no good. And how's that for your resume win? Stanford, 75, USC, 69. Off a screen with 12. 11, he's on the right wing, guarded by Marcus Santos Silva. Shakes left, shakes back right. 8, 7, he can't get free of Marcus. 5, left wing, Flagler driving, throws it out to Akinjo. He's got to shoot it up, desperation. He missed it! Winner, winner, winner! Down goes number one. Red Raiders win it. The Bears have been trapped in their own house, and their 21-game win streak is done. Here comes Abaji down the heart of the floor. Ochai to Harris. Dewan steps through. He scoops. He scores! Dewan Harris with six seconds to play. Hunter in the corner. Kalsher for the win. No good. No good. And Kansas will win it. Dewan Harris with the shot of his life. And it's pandemonium in the fog as you can rock. Chuck it up. The Jayhawks win. A game winner for Dewan Harris. 62 to 61. Kansas. Good morning, my friend. How you feeling this morning after that incredible performance last night? Have you had a chance to get any sleep? Uh, you know, a few hours. Not many. Uh, <laughs> I've been, been wondering about... Uh, yeah, no, not many. <laughs> oh, good morning, everybody. It is a new day on this Wednesday, January 12th. T-Row in the morning show time. New open. How about that, Teach? We got a new open. Well, I was tired of hearing you cry. So yeah. I went ahead and changed it up. You're like, oh, I don't hear my voice enough. Please put more highlights in. <laughs> so you're welcome. Yeah, I know. Pretty much a daily thing. I would email the station, <laughs> text the station. More of me, please. I did stick one in there in particular just to bother a particular listener that texts the show. So we oh, got a really? little rock the shag in there in the open. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. I like that call. Yeah, it's a Drake Dyken special, actually. He came up with that. Oh, man, what a night in college basketball. I wish we could have been a part of it. Uh, last night, in hindsight, I wish we hadn't played so I could sit back and watch. That was an amazing day. 
to see first USC go down on a Tuesday afternoon game in front of no one at Stanford. Uh, the one of only two undefeateds left in the country. Then the only other one goes down. Baylor got beat at home. Great game by Texas Tech. Uh, and then crazy wild finish at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Kansas gets the winner from Dewan Harris. Sooners not good. Worst performance of the year last night in Austin as they got beat by Texas uh, 66-52. So we'll chat about that. We'll chat about everything that went on in college basketball. We got the coaching staff filled out now for the Sooners football. Jay Valai, as has been rumored, the final addition to Brent Vittable's defensive staff. So we'll talk about that. And, of course, a bunch of other stuff going on on this hump day Wednesday. Porter Moser's postgame thoughts as well. TJ, good morning. How are you today? I'm all right. I'm all right. Doing good. No complaints. Oh, that sounds like you need to talk about something. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, uh, okay. nothing to talk about. No. no Can I start the show with some good news today? Yeah, please do. I did not lock my keys in the car last night. <laughs> got to the airport and got home, huh? I did. Well, congratulations. I did. We're proud of you. I did it. Oh, man. Uh, How often did you think about it, though, especially walking to your car? A hundred times. after From the moment the game ended, I started thinking about it because it was in my bag. And I was like, don't forget, get it out of the bag, get it out of the bag, get it out of the bag, get it out of the bag. Don't forget, get it out of the bag. And I got to tell you, this new everybody can hear our radio show thing, Really stinks. I mean, <laughs> once upon a time, you and I did the show, and nobody knew. I just it was just me and you talking, just the two right? of us. And there yeah. was, nobody knew what was going on in my life, and now like everybody's rolling down their windows in the parking lot after the game. Don't forget your keys. You got your keys. <laughs> Coaches, Kevin Henry, <laughs> staff people. Don't lock your keys in the car. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, my gosh. So I did it. I executed uh, getting home last night without having to call a locksmith, which for me is a major accomplishment. You're so uh, you're a idea. couple of steps away from being that guy that has that uh, the little clip on his belt that has the keys that the little cord stretches. Like handy, like uh, you know, uh, what do the guys uh, supers have uh, at apartment buildings? Yeah. You know, yeah, you're one step away from that. One of those things, <laughs> or or wear it around my neck, or that, or, or yeah, or the little clip yeah. that the kids wear. Yeah, I gotta tell you, so there's a lot of things that I used to make fun of that don't sound terrible these days, just out of convenience, you know. Uh, so anyway, uh, I feel like. I should be called in as an expert somehow to help settle the looming Major League Baseball lockout because nobody has been locked out more than me in the last couple of weeks. That's so I true. feel like somehow I could 
You would well, be more reasonable than either of those together. two sides, so you might could get something done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh, Did you well, yell when uh, they were yelling at you in the parking lot? Did you yell back at them like, "Hey, don't waste my time going to Austin again if you're going to play like that." Did you snap yeah, back I like did. that. Yeah. You should have done that. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, "Why don't you worry about playing better? I'll worry about myself." That's the kind of relationship we have. <laughs> That's what you said. So, yeah, it's, it's really fun. It. Yeah, it's really, it's really fun. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I got to feel out this. Uh, you know, everybody's everything's new this year, TJ. So uh, yeah, everything is a first time situation. So you kind of got to feel out uh, this new now. Last night, you got beat, got handled pretty well. Uh, so you're traveling with a uh, with team that lost. You never know exactly where to, well, you know, what's the mood after a game, all that kind of stuff. So I mean, it's an interesting year to figure all that. You know, I was we were talking in the second half last night and even into the post game. It was a weird OU Texas game mm-hmm. because just take OU. There were four people on that team and bench who have ever been in an OU Texas game. And one of them was the interim head coach for Texas last year. A KT Turner. True, yeah. Other than that, no one had experienced what OU Texas is. When the whole crowd's chanting OU you know, sucks and uh, and yeah. just the feel of a OU Texas. Uh, yeah, it's different. It's different. I'm not here to tell you that a Texas crowd is like a Allen Fieldhouse crowd. Certainly not. It's not even like Hilton Coliseum or, or for that matter, uh, the Octagon of Doom up in Manhattan. It, it is not a suffocating environment there. They did have 13,000 people there last night, so that was that's really good for them. I think they're fired up about Chris Beard. They got a good basketball team. That's one of the best crowds we've ever seen when we've been there. But just the amount of OU hate is was new. And I didn't think about that till I was like, eh, well, this is an interesting indoctrination. Now, that's no excuse because I think you could say the exact same thing on the other side. Except for the coaching staff. The whole the coaching staff had all been there before. Or, or at least the head coach and many members of the coaching staff had been through an OU Texas before. But they only got like three guys that were non-transfers too. So it was a game in which you had a whole bunch of people playing and coaching that were like, man, this OU Texas thing is kind of interesting. Oh, I hate here. These people don't like those other guys. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of hate here, yeah. And uh, it didn't play well at all. Did not play well at all last night. Just kept waiting for him to find that run or, uh, you know, click it in like they did against Iowa State on Saturday. Somebody come off the bench and spark him. And never happened. Never happened last night. But really the first time all year where you just you, – you, you lost and you got handled, you know. So mm-hmm. discouraging performance last night. 
Very discouraging. Uh, U-G-L-Y. They don't have no alibi. They ugly. So mm-hmm. I've been sitting on that one waiting for you. That's really well said by you. So not a good night at all. Did you watch the Longhorn Network with Lowell Galindo last night? I did. Lowell Galindo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And? And first half I was able to, like, block him out. Like, I would only hear the crowd. Second half, I'm like, this is when Toby tells me I'm supposed to turn on the radio. But, man, this guy's bothering me so much, I can't do it. i got to listen to this guy so he can irritate me. You're masochistic in that way. <laughs> I am. I am. And one reason is, like, he would come back from break and I'd be like, why is Steve Levy doing a college basketball game? He sounded so much like Steve uh, Levy to oh me that boy. I, I, I couldn't wish that on anybody. <laughs> I know you don't, you're not a fan there. So, but um, yeah, they were highly annoying. <laughs> this is not the game Tanner Groves wanted to have. <laughs> Whoa, man! The job that this Texas defense has done on Tanner Groves completely removed him, which was true. Like they weren't saying anything yeah. that was wrong, but uh, just the way it was coming out of their mouth. I'm like, would you shut up? I should be listening to Toby right now, but I'm not going to take the time to do that. <laughs> yeah. We established yesterday you have an Alexa. Yes, but that, yeah, that's off in the kitchen. I right. was in the bedroom watching the second half, uh, sitting in the bed. So I didn't. I, Alexa's off so, in the other room. I don't. I don't bring her to the bedroom. Pretty, it's pretty Texas centric, right? I mean, it's pretty. They tried their best to not make it. To act like it was uh-huh. a national broadcast, but they weren't very good at it. So, yeah. Yeah. Among the other new guys on this staff is the media relations guy. Brent, this year, replaced our buddy Ben Coldagelli. And uh, Brent sent me an email. Or he did not go on this trip and, and sent me an email or text, I think it was, a day before the trip and said it was asking about what I thought about Longhorn, the Longhorn Network announcers coming to our practice, coming to the OU practice uh, the night before or the shoot-around the day of. And normally that's something that the TV announcers would do, like a Fran Frischilla yeah, or right. whoever's no, I get called that. Shambi, just to you know, talk to Moser, educate themselves up on the team, maybe talk to a few guys on the team, get some nuggets for the broadcast, so forth and so on. That's pretty normal. But this is the Longhorn Network. And I said, I don't know, man. I, I, I It is called the Longhorn Network. I, I mean, those guys are pretty, they're pretty <laughs> Longhorn. <laughs> and pretty Coach long. Moser, <laughs> yeah. Coach Coach Moser is not he's different than Coach Kruger in you know, not in any bad ways. Just Coach Kruger would invite everybody in there. He would invite Chris Beard to his practice and say, Here's what we're gonna run tonight and he just didn't care, you know. Coach Moser's a little a little more tight lipped, not not uh Lincoln Riley, just he doesn't want everybody watching his plays and He's had practices filmed before. We've talked about this when he was coaching uh, early in his career. Somebody filmed one of his practices and then beat him that night by four points. And they found out about it afterwards. And so he's a little more sensitive about 
let's make sure just our people are in here uh-huh. while we're talking about all the plays we're going to run tonight and everything <laughs> like that. So I was like, I told Brent, I was like, ah, I think he was just expecting me to say, yeah, no problem. It's no problem. It's just a Longhorn Network in name only. I didn't. I was like, I don't know, man. I would ask Coach Moser because uh, so they were not there. I noticed you got there. the Longhorn Network uh, crew locked out of practice. I did not. You have power, said, man. You have power. I know I don't, and I did not get them locked out. I just passed the buck. <laughs> I did not rubber stamp it. I said, "Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know." Uh, as somebody who's been around here for a while, maybe longer than most people on this uh, traveling party, as someone who's familiar with the history of OU Texas. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you that. made the right call there. You made the right yeah. call. Turns out it didn't matter. Still got <laughs> no, no, no. Handily, but we can't blame it on Lowell Galindo at least. <laughs> uh, all right, opening segment in the books. Wednesday morning. Boy, it's been an exciting start to the show already. TJ has worked on a new open for us. It's got my blood pumping. Let's take some phone calls and text messages out there today. 405-329-9000. Or you can text the show. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Breaking news here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Breaking news. Breaking news! Reports can confirm from the Mule Shoe Weasel when asked about Caleb and Mario Williams coming to USC. We are close. Quote, very close. What does that mean? Like, they, 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 doesn't that sound like a... I mean, it just straight straight sounds up like a professional situation right there. We're trying to meet their dollar figure. We think we're close. <laughs> I think we're it, within a million dollars. I think it was Steely texting in a joke. That sounds like something T- uh, Steely would send in, referring to him as the Mule Shoe Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we mentioned it. Uh, oh, we are close. We are close. I got you. Okay. That's yeah, a joke. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. No, sorry, a, my yeah. brain isn't. I'm Come sorry. on. You act like you uh, traveled la- back late from Good Austin morning, last my night. friend. How you feeling this morning after that incredible performance last night? Have you had a chance to get any sleep? Uh, you know, a few hours. Uh, not bro. many. Uh, <laughs> I've been, been wondering about... Uh, yeah, no, not many. <laughs> no shirt, no shoes, no service. And you people wanted him to win a championship. Come on. Bruh. It's good to be on Good Morning Game Day, or whatever this is called. <laughs> I did feel sorry for him yesterday. With like, like, who booked that interview? <laughs> it was probably an NIL deal. He probably got ten grand for showing up on uh, Good Morning America. He called no Michael chance. Strahan Mike too, like they had been friends forever. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> well, Mike. Well, he's got a he's got a natty now, man. <laughs> I guess. I uh, mentioned in the first segment, but if uh, you went to bed last night, not a good night down in Austin for the Sooners last night. Uh, Longhorns win 66-52. I will admit, 
they sucked me in at about the five minute mark. They cut it to eight, and I said, "Whoa, stop here!" And they're gonna win this game. And uh, they didn't get to stop. So, uh, one of the funny moments that uh, happened last night was a wide sh- uh, shot of the court from the opposite side of the benches, and you saw uh, Chris Beard do the squat thing with his hands on his knees. And, like, he's ready, man. He's like, ah, ah. And Porter's, like, walking up the court, like, signaling something in. And I I know he didn't see it, but I want to think that he saw Beard do it. And so he spins around the opposite way, and he squats down and puts his hands on his knees. And both coaches are sitting there squatted down with their hands on their knees. And I'm like, did did Porter just, like, squat lower than him? Like, did he just see him do that and squatted lower than him? But I wanted to believe that, but I know that's probably not true. But it was it was funny seeing both of them in that shot squatted down like that with their hands on their knees. I really want to see if he'll let us put a pedometer on him during a game oh my and see goodness. how many miles he walks during a game. He does not sit down. It's just constantly moving. I, I From the moment the hire was made, I said this. Moser v. Beard is going to be fantastic. I hope they're both at their respective schools for a decade. Uh, the energy is unmatched. I, you would be, uh, you know, hard pressed to find any two coaches going against each other. Like that one time out, I thought um, Beard was going to kill Andrew Jones, like chest bumping him and uh, grabbing onto him and and. Yeah. And like, Andrew Jones cow. had an amazing game. Oh, great game, time. yeah. Porter Moser almost got teed up and ejected in the first three minutes of the game <laughs> last night. <laughs> Doug Sermons and him were yelling at each other, pointing at each other's faces. I have no idea how Moser didn't get a tee. They are full-on yelling at each other. Sermons' face is turning all shades of red. The second foul they got called on Jalen Hill. Opening three minutes of the game. God, he's so intense. It's fantastic. And they just, they know each other. This is the unfortunate part, TJ. Moser and Beard know each other and have been longtime friends because they used to both coach at Little Rock. Different times, but they've got that connection in their past. Right. But I think... Now that, you know, they're at OU in Texas, that this is just going to be, like, there's going to be some salty moments where the handshake line gets a little confrontational afterwards or somebody says something at a press conference about the, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like with these two guys, OU Texas, it feels like uh, Kelvin and Eddie Mm -hmm. or Les and Bob. I know those are Bedlam coaching, but we haven't really had an OU Texas situation. Like Mac would not talk trash. Uh, I think you got to go back to Billy and Tom Penders when you last had, you know, coaches that would get after each other like this. Well, two Texas. highly competitive guys. It doesn't matter if they're friends or not. Like they want to beat each other, and nothing irritates yeah. you more if you're competing against a friend who's highly competitive, and they get you. You know, so. Next time around, yeah, right. it fuels it even more. And then uh, you can trash talk and you can say what you want to say leading up to it or maybe immediately after. And then it's, you know, a phone call and it's like, 
How about that? We got you. So that's right. Yeah, that's how those could two be, will be your could be your brother. Right. Exactly. You get exactly. You just yeah. Wanna, yeah, I got you. Hey, uh, I you know I hold you in the highest regard. No, that's not Ma- true. Maybe consider you the foremost expert today on men's fashion attire. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, because please, of your uh, yes. trend-setting yellowstone ways. questions to me, yes. After this break, I have a fashion question for you, okay? Uh, I want to I wanna know if it is a, uh, what do they say on uh, Project Runways? Like a, it's not a do <laughs> or a You've, lo- you've like lost me there. Oh, don't act like you don't watch Never Project Runway. Never in my Runway. life have I watched Project Runway. <laughs> I can honestly say that. Yes, thank you. I'm proud anyway, to say that. I've, I've got a fashion question for you when we come back, okay? Uh, Toby and TJ with you on a Wednesday back after this. I didn't say to you I had anything else on, did oh, I? no. I just said to you that I'm wearing the Calvin Klein. Toby and TJ back with you Wednesday morning, Jan 12. We're brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Which was your favorite member of the Brady Bunch, TJ? Huh. I've never been asked that question before. Yeah. Um. I said Jan 12, and that reminded me of the Brady Bunch. Jan was definitely not the right answer. I think... She was always complaining. Middle child on the girl side of things. But you had Marsha, Jan, and Cindy, mm-hmm. adorable Cindy, and then you had Greg, Peter, Bobby, and oh yeah, it was Greg's the oldest. Mm-hmm. Greg, Peter, and Bobby. So which one would you rank number one in your favorite Brady Bunch member? Um, of the children, Greg, Sam the butcher really? was legit though. Yep. Yeah. Good call. I think Greg was Always my favorite of the children, though. Chasing uh, uh, Alice. Uh, Alice. Alice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greg is an interesting choice. Greg was a good, uh, kind of a good role model for the younger kids in the family. He went wayward there a couple of times, but for the most part, good yeah. role model. He was a ladies' I man. Would go Peter. You'd go Peter. Man, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot I of clips P- that I, I hear from you from the past sound like Peter, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was uh, kind of he was a tr- little bit of a troublemaker at times, but uh, yeah. Okay, so fashion question for you. I am all for this new basketball coaching attire. You know, before the pandemic, TJ, pretty much everyone wore suits to coach a basketball game. NBA, college, that was the norm. You wore a suit. If you're a basketball coach, that's what you wear to a game, coat and tie. Then the pandemic came along, and no fans were in the stands. Mm -hmm. And everyone decided, I'm just going to relax a little bit here and wear uh, polos or pullovers uh, whatever the case may be. Quarter and it's stuck. Right. Not that the pandemic is over, but we've been going with this for a while now. It doesn't look like it's going back to me. I haven't seen anybody in a suit in a while. No. No, it's there's no uh there's no going back to it now at this point. There's no putting the pickle no, back in the jar. No you know putting what I the mean, toothpaste TJ? back in the tube, that's right. There's no putting the genie back in the bottle, TJ. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. 
What if you got that? What if you tried to put the genie back in the tube or the pickle back in the bottle? Oh, that would be bad. That you got to make sure you get the right thing. But you can't do any of it. You can't put any of it back. So I think this is fine, and I'm fine with that. I really am. I, I not only am I fine with it, I like it because it takes the pressure off us radio guys. Because when I first started, that was the accepted attire for radio guys. Nah. Most of us would wear suits to most games, not all the time. I tended to kind of go with, I wear, uh, you know, normal OU clothes unless it's like a big Monday game or something like that. Then I'll wear a suit. You know, that was I, I would get dressed up like Sunday church I would for the really big game. <laughs> but I've worn a suit to a basketball Sunday game in a long church. time. The pressure's <laughs> off now that the coaches aren't wearing suits, you know, I know. So anyway, last night, I did think, though, I looked down at Chris Beard last night, and I thought, you know what? We need to kind of reel this in a little bit. I don't. Can you go shirt tail out golf shirt with jeans? Is that acceptable? Was he wearing jeans? Yes. I guess I didn't pay that close of attention last night. I just didn't stick out on television. I'm trying to think now. I mean, they showed him, obviously. They were like black jeans, I think. Okay, maybe that's what it was. It, uh, they just looked like the... And it wasn't like... like I think Porter wears his shirt tail out a lot, but mm-hmm. it's like a tail... Like he's... It's a tailored fit. It's kind of that short... It's just not... It's not like floppy and everywhere. Chris Beard looked like me going golfing or something last night. You know, he's a big kind of a floppy golf shirt with jeans. And I was like, right. you know what? Maybe the quarter zip... Let's class it up just a tad. Like, I felt like last night he went a little too far with it. Agree, disagree? Disagree. I, I don't, like, that's the style now. You don't tuck in your polos, your golf shirts anymore. Like. Right. So, like, that's just the style. Like, and you're having a hard time. You've had to adjust from suit to this new look. Mike now Gundy the new tucks look. tucks in his sweaters. He, he tucks, tucks everything in. He tucks in. everything in. Um you're having to go from suit to this new look, the quarter zips, the pullovers, whatever it may be, right. a polo, a vest. Um, a vest, and now you're getting guys getting even more comfortable. Pretty soon they'll just be in their warm-ups with a T-shirt on You don't and some think sweatpants. Chris Beard went too far. You're telling me that's fine. Just show up, look as sloppy as you want. I can't say how much I've enjoyed the last two years of coaching attire. Because of how ridiculous I thought it looked with guys in coat and tie on the sideline. Well, that, that might be true. So, nope, I don't think you went too far. Um, in fact, it didn't stand out. I think probably if they were black jeans, I thought they were those black, kind of the stretchy dress pants the that everybody wears. Ted loves them, like the Lululemons. Yeah, the uh, tight ankles. Yeah, I thought that's what he was wearing last night. I couldn't tell on television that they were jeans. Not that I was looking close enough, but... So, no, I don't mind it at all. I think that's the look. That's the style. If you tuck it in, then you look like you belong in a progressive commercial. I'm not even asking him to tuck it in, necessarily. Just class it up a bit. Like, that's the first coach I'd looked at last night, and I thought, you look a little sloppy. Like, maybe you should have gone with a quarter zip instead. Or well, that's hot, man. You get hot worked up by the way he goes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess, but, I mean, you're in an air-conditioned arena, and people do it all the time. Um, I don't know. 
So what if they if they did end up going sweatsuits? You, you're all for that. Just in I think that's a little too years far. Years of frustration with the suits. You're like, you know, I, all I, of it out the window. Wear whatever you want. I can't tell you that this is new for me. Uh, probably within the last several months, how annoyed I get at play by play teams in their suits. How extravagant mm-hmm. they've gotten. Like Kurt. Uh, uh, Kirk Herbstreit stood out to me on the, the championship game Monday night. I said, first off, I'm not down with the navy blue suits. I just don't like them. And he was wearing the navy blue suit with the pinstripes, and I'm like, is this necessary? Do we really have to wear a suit in the booth for the one, two shots that they get when they're on camera? Like A nice pair of khakis with a polo. I'm fine with that. Like, so you've really made a turn here to all anti suit. You've got to, you've got to realize, guy. I've worked my entire career here, and I wear jeans and a t-shirt, shorts, whatever I want to work. Yeah, and I still true. sound brilliant on the microphone. That is right. You do. So sound when I see Kurt Curb Street and these guys, and they're, you know. Robert Griffin the third, and they're in like six thousand dollar suits. I'm like, come on, you're calling a football game, or you're calling a basketball game, uh, Guido uh, Guglio. What was that guy's name last night? Lowell. Um, Local Indo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just not down with the suit. Anti suit. In those situations, if you're getting married, sure, put a suit on. <laughs> Married or if you're dead. If you're being buried or married, wear a suit. Other than that, TJ says, T-shirt and sweats. Yes. Yeah. All right. So there you go, folks. Um, Back-to-back days. Had he tucked in the polo, would you have been fine then? Yeah, it would have been better. He's got a little bit of a paunch there, and I understand with guys with a belly like myself, tucking it in is a not ideal situation. So I think the answer for Chris is I'm fine with the polo and the shirt tail being out. I think maybe a quarter zipper of vest would be his answer. But it was, I think, the combination of it just looked like he – it just looked like he got off the golf course and put a pair of jeans on and went to Coach OU Texas last night. Like it was just it wasn't a it wasn't a pulled together look you know like like Porter looks pulled together he's got uh, he's got sometimes it'll be a short like I said sometimes he'll wear the shirt tail out but it looks classy like the whole team's wearing the same thing and everything and uh, coaching staff and it just looked a little sloppy to me last night and I thought you know what we've gone too far Chris has gotten too comfortable here we need to reel it in and, and fashion it up just a tad. Here. But I do appreciate your honesty, and I trust you in this regard. And I, and I honestly, I appreciate your boldness because that, I mean, for those keeping score at home, back-to-back days, TJ's taken a pro-Alabama and now a pro-Texas stance on the show. Porter's wearing the same thing over there. He just had a quarter zip it's not on. not easy to do on an Oklahoma <laughs> Sooner Network radio station. Stop. Go, yeah, Don't, do Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm for Texas. Uh, all right, very good. Well, that's my fashion. Pre-game play. shows. Quit wearing suits. Huh. So you don't like it. Like, if you're on TV, I mean, it's just accepted. If you're going to be on TV, you wear a suit. Right. You're like, that's not necessary. It's not necessary in today's world. 
What does that they're mean wearing, today's world? Well, they're wearing tennis What's shoes. About today's they're world wearing tennis shoes under the table world. anyway, and then they come out from behind the desk and do their yeah. full, uh, you know, some shot where they're running a play or something. They're all in tennis shoes, but yet they're in right. five thousand dollars suits. It's like, come on, you you can let the suit go. You can wear a quarter zip or a polo or whatever, or a nice button up shirt. You don't have to have the suit. Just have a jacket it and a, a button up. It is a bad time to be a dress shoe salesman. Sales <laughs> are way down. Nobody wears dress shoes anymore. You're right. It's always tennis shoes. Uh, okay, uh, quick break. Well, that, that segment, you know, TJ, really ticks that guy out there that wants us to talk serious sports all the time. He's firing off text that right now. sports related. Yeah, but he's not happy. Trust me. Toby and TJ back with you after this. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. WNTJ back with you on The Ref. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Go ahead. Uh, Someone was uh, catching you up on the joke. Toby, that's the same thing he said last year about the Sooners. They were close. Yeah, yeah, I was lo- I was late to it. Hang uh, on just a second. Hang on, hang on just a second, TJ. Hang on just a second. Okay. Okay. Good morning, my friend. How you feeling this morning after that incredible performance last night? Have you had a chance to get any sleep? Uh, you know, a few hours. Not many. Uh, I've been, been wondering about... Uh, yeah, no, not many. <laughs> on these uh, short nights after a game, especially on the road, TJ, I think you're going to just have to bear with me a little bit. Like, it's a Herculean effort for me to be here. Don't expect me to be real sharp, okay? <laughs> if you come in uh, uh, in the condition that uh, Stetson Bennett was in, I'll, I'll be happy to have you on every day after a game day or a late night. So, uh, This question uh, is about the attire. Do you think it helps uh, Porter Moser being in shape? Hello? Uh oh, we've lost Toby. Toby, if you can hear me, you have dropped. Um, definitely helps Porter being in shape. We'll get Toby back here in a second. Uh, there is no doubt that you can, because what Toby was just talking about, Porter's done this year. Maybe not jeans, and I don't know that Chris Beard was wearing jeans. It may have been uh, a nice pair of pants that looked like jeans that Toby just assumed were. But Porter's worn the polo untucked, and there's no doubt Porter being in shape, that's a better look than someone that may not be as a good of condition. So that does help. That does help. Uh, typical yuppie worrying about the dress attire, LOL, is what this texter says. Uh, Al Bundy saw this trend coming when only fat women came into a store for dress shoes. Uh, almost never had a dude in his store. <laughs> that's true. Uh, it's been a while since the Sooners have had uh, such a one-sided foul call mess outside of Fog Allen. Um, that was bad all the way around, but I think I think fouls were pretty even. Let me look here. Um, Sooners shot 22 free throws. They were 13 of 22. Um, 
Yeah, Texas only shot 24, so only two more. Um, they were 18 of 24. Sooners just didn't do anything well last night, so everything probably stood out as you had, you know, you couldn't rebound, offense didn't run well, the ball handling was atrocious, free throw shooting was bad, and every single time there was a break to be had, it seemed as though I'm Texas was getting... Oh, thank you. I'm back, thank baby. You. All right. I'm back, baby. Someone was talking about ahead, on the sir. text line that the Sooners yeah. hadn't had that lopsided of a foul situation outside of Fog Allen in a while, and I said they were actually pretty even. Like, they shot 22, Texas only shot 24. It's just that everything OU did last night was bad, and everything stood out. So they didn't shoot free throws well. They didn't rebound well. They didn't handle the ball well. They didn't shoot well. Like, everything was bad. Well, I a little bit. The refs. Oh boy! Your Max had rooming on me. <laughs> Check, Toby. Can you hear me? Uh oh, and I think he's gone again. Uh, Toby's going to take up for you, Texture. We'll get that on the other side. Uh, see what his thoughts are on the uh, free throw discrepancy. It, here's the thing, too, though. Every break went Texas's way last night, so. There would be times that OU would be in position and the ball would come off just right and it would just go straight into a Texas player's hand. The uh, the steal that they got last night, last night they cut it to, I think it was eight, about the five-minute mark. They needed a turnover. They got it. And I don't remember if it was Harkless. There were a couple of OU players and they kind of tapped the ball, stole it away, and we're about to head up court for an easy basket, and it just went right into the hands of a Texas player who then took a quick pass underneath, and they laid it up and in. And it went from 8 to 10. Then I think Texas got a stop, came back, hit a 3, put it up to 13, and that game was done for the, the last four minutes of the game or whatever it was. It was a That may have been with two minutes left, and they swung that with just over a minute left in the game. So um, just a mess last night. We'll take a timeout. Hopefully, Toby will be back. Logan, hold on. I didn't come to you because Toby was cutting in and out. We'll get to you on the other side as well. Take your calls. T-Row in the morning show on the ref. Back after this.